0: This is my (laughs) diaper bag, Timbuktu bag. When you start (laughs) dropping
1: brand names of diaper bags, you have some serious issues.
0: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode sixty-one of the Erasable Podcast. Tonight, we're coming to you from the bindery in South Baltimore. I am Johnny Gamber, and I am joined by the one and only Andy Wellflea, broadcasting from San Francisco. Tim is, un- is unable to join us tonight, but we've got a very special guest who is sitting across a table from me in Baltimore, Chris Roth from Write Notepads and Company. And I have to tell you, I'm looking right into Chris's dreamy hazel eyes right now in the very building in which the latest quarterly edition was created. How are you guys tonight? I have to say I'm jealous. I cannot see Chris's dreamy. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Hey now. Actually, I don't have okay. my glasses on, so they're kind of blurry. <laughs> How are
1: you guys tonight? Oh, live living
2: the dream. Yeah, I feel like I made everybody jealous uh, last week by recording from New York with CW Pencil So Johnny just had to, had to one-up. <laughs> have I won up to you. That <laughs> <It didn't> makes <laughs> me feel good. No. <laughs> so <laughs> next time we'll have, we'll have Tim record live from. Like, last grade or something. So we feel. should call
0: the tonight the cliche edition, or like start counting cliches, starting with when it rains it pours. All three of the big um, seasonal drops were made this week. From um, yeah. first Blackwing volumes, or at least in my mailbox, Blackwing volumes, then write, then uh, Field Notes, and now today, Write Notepads and Company. So, Chris is replacing Tim and not acting as a guest. So Tim, Chris is going to be with us for Tools of the Trade and the whole bang. So, so that we don't take three hours, we'll jump right into Tools of the Trade. <laughs> You want to go first, Mr. Chris?
1: I'll go first. Um, you know, so I guess basically I'll just run down all the fun stuff that's been going on in my life that basically what little time there is um, outside of notebooks. <laughs> um, did get a chance to break from the action, and uh, I guess it was last week, two weeks ago, I don't know, time flies. Um, had a chance to go down to D.C. and uh, catch Norm Macdonald on his small book tour. Um, dude is just comedic genius And his book is so good It's, uh, it's his I, it, You know, it's it's really hard to Describe it, you know, it's certainly Not autobiographical um, In the sense of an autobiography um, He's just It's it's Norm MacDonald's classic Humor, it's it's definitely something That you should read And then listen to the, uh, the Audiobook because he narrates it and you know, his delivery is incredible. Um, As far as like TV shows and stuff like that, I don't have cable and I'm happy about that. Um, (laughs) So I don't actually watch TV, especially, you know, this being that four year cycle uh, where every other commercial is politicians uh, tends to be kind of miserable. Um, movies, I've been catching up, uh, watching lethal weapon marathons (laughs) (laughs) because they were, you know, just got off of Netflix and now on Amazon prime. So, you know, I just keep, keep the dream alive there. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, writing instruments and paper, um, of course I'm using one of my notepads, um, the graph version. And, um, as far as the instrument, I have an assortment of instruments in front of me here. Um... A nice Pentel sign pen. I've got the, uh, the Joe DiMaggio black wing. I've got my my wooden bullet pencil and my new right notepads, royal blue. So Woo-hoo. that's what's fun in my world.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: How about you, Andy?
2: Well, I am, um, as far as what I'm reading, it's probably the same as last week, so I'm not going to go into that, but um, I... I spent the weekend um, at the apartment by myself. Katie was in Indiana, and uh, I just watched a lot of like weird, hour-long, bad documentaries on Netflix. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of them. There's one about like steampunk culture, <laughs> which is interesting. What? Do you know what steampunk is? Yeah, that's weird that there's a documentary about it. Yeah, there's a documentary about it on Netflix. I'd watch that.
1: I think I fell asleep to that the other night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was actually super interesting. I, I, I love like steampunk literature and the sort of the idea of it, but definitely not to the extent that people who dress up like steampunk, dress in steampunk, you know, genres are. Uh, there's another really good one about uh, un- uncontacted tribes in South America, and uh, they actually caught on video the first contact they had with them. Um, that was really interesting. So it's bad but good. I should say bad, and then it's just like not super well known, and it seems like it's probably like, like third, like third tier. But it's, it's still a very a super interesting one. So that's about it from my end. Uh, and I am writing with my new Blackwing 344, which we'll talk about. Yay! Um, in my Write Notepads reporter's notebook, which is something that I love and use every day. Thank you, thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. So how about you, Johnny?
0: So I just finished this book called Hemingway and Love. It was written by um, Hotchner, the guy that wrote Papa Hemingway. And yeah. His, you know, is, like that, f- is
2: there a, a, a major motion picture based on that?
0: Oh, man. Yeah. There's like it's 50 years of this guy cashing in on the fact that he knew Hemingway for a while. <laughs> so the book is supposed to be that um, before Hemingway went nuts and killed himself, he entrusted Hotchner with the true love story of his first two wives. And at 95, with no notebooks, he wrote it down, and here it is. Badly. So, <laughs> if you're, I mean, if you're a Hemingway fan, you'll get it and read it, but, like, also, if you're a Hemingway fan, you know that Hotchner is, you know, Hotchner. So, yeah. But on a, on a more positive note, I finally got into Penny Dreadful, that Showtime series, because it's all on Netflix now, which is very good for Halloween. Yeah. And, and delightfully gory. And, um, you know... Victor Frankenstein being just like an everyday guy as a young man—it's pretty interesting.
2: It's and, Frankenstein.
0: <laughs> having three kids, I keep watching Tim Burton's Halloween movies yeah. over and over, or Henry calls it, Frankenweenie.
2: <laughs> what does Henry he call it?
0: Frankenweenie. <laughs> I feel like nobody ever knew that Frankenweenie came out. Frankenweenie was really awesome. And uh, I'm writing with the new Write Notepads book, which I got in the mail today, and a new Write Note pencil, which I just stole from Chris
1: before we recorded. I have so. a couple to spare.
0: <laughs> so do you guys want to jump into fresh points real quick before we get into fall edition craziness? Want to go first, Mr. Chris?
1: Uh, I'll pass to Andy. Let Andy start it off.
2: Sure. Well, uh, one thing that we should have mentioned last week, but I completely forgot because I'm a terrible salesperson, is... Um, we have stickers. We have um, little two-inch stickers, um, vinyl stickers from Sticker Mule of our new logo. And by new logo, I mean like it's about a year old now. Um, yeah, they are gorgeous. And yeah, they, they look awesome. Look, they look really good on a laptop. They don't take up a whole lot of room. Uh, you can stick them to the back of your brand new iPhone 7 if you wanted to. Uh,
1: <laughs> they look really awesome. But
2: Put on the screen of your iPhone 7. Yeah. It'll work better.
1: <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to put anything on this puppy just yet.
2: Yeah. Which color did you get, Chris?
1: I got the uh, the black, the shiny black. I can't remember. Oh, what, the jet what the, black. Yeah, the jet black.
2: Yeah, be careful you don't micro-abraise it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. I, I mean, I think they just released that Tech 21 case. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Those things are like So, yeah,
2: don't savior. put the sticker on your, uh, on your <laughs> iPhone.
1: But, I'll, um, I'll put it on the case when I get it on Tuesday. There you
2: so. go, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Um, $2 each, or you can get three of them for $5. They're available at erasable.us shop. Uh, we had a bunch of pre-orders from most of the people, in the, well, a lot of the people in the group, and I sent those up, but uh, support your local podcast and get stickers. Oh,
0: I should interrupt you? The yes. heck stickers, if people are waiting for them, they didn't get sent yet, because I had a series of sort of family crises, so I will send them this weekend, so they'll, they'll get got this weekend.
2: <laughs> it's clear that I we have a balls. very professional uh, fulfillment operation here.
0: Yeah, they like so, I think you sent me that form like a week and a
2: half ago. No <laughs> I dropped the ball. So, so I, uh, yeah. I'll kiss each envelope. Send them on their <laughs> send, way. Send everybody like a post-it note with like your lips yeah. like imprinted on it. Oh, put graphite on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, I also wanted to mention um, they have a release date for the um, for a book that uh, a company called Nicoletti uh, Publishing, and I don't really know anything about them except that they publish a lot of like topical books. Um, it seems like they have a lot of big, shiny hardcover like coffee table books. Um, and they have one called Stationary Fever: Fever from Paper Clips to Pencils and Everything in Between. And uh, there's a chapter in there about this little pencil podcast that you may have heard of. Yay! Hey. Yay! They interviewed me and Chris and Johnny, and. Um, It is coming out on November 8th in the U.S. Apparently, it's already out in the U.K. Uh, I'll try to have a link to both of them in show notes. So uh, you can pre-order them, and uh, no, zero proceeds go to us, but that's fine. Uh, Anybody who deems it important to interview some pencil podcast people about pencils is probably good to support. Um, I know that they also interviewed uh, Caroline Weaver. And I think that there's maybe something from Sean from Blackwing Pages slash Contrapuntalism in there too. So
0: yeah, I think Gunter did something too. Yeah, I think he did something on the uh, Granata.
2: Yeah,
1: it looks yeah. like a really awesome book.
2: Yeah, I'm, it's like forty bucks.
0: Yeah, or a coffee table it looks book, like it's pretty big
2: and um, it's nice and shiny. So,
0: so there's a picture of you and I at CW Pencils holding up a picture of Tim, right? I think so <laughs> that's
2: really awesome <laughs> I, we sent that to them but I have no idea if it found its way yeah, the
0: everybody day. should buy the book just for that <laughs> and if you send it to us we'll autograph it
2: maybe we'll be able to convince people that uh, Tim is actually like a like an artificial intelligence program that we run on my iPhone Yeah,
0: he's the Linux version of Siri <laughs> that's why he's so awesome
2: <laughs> no wonder he's not here today because he's glitching <laughs> out and can't make it onto the show he's the Linux version
0: the Linux shell this week has been a little crazy.
2: <laughs> He's like, I don't think so, kid. That's cool. awesome. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have. What about you, Johnny?
0: So, I only wrote down one, and that's Inktober. So, for folks that don't know, Inktober is a sort of, like, what would you call it, a s- challenge? To do one black ink drawing every day in October, and then, you know, put it on social media and stuff like that. So... You know, I don't draw in ink. I don't really draw. I can't draw very well. But, um, yeah, Charlotte and I have been doing it. And it's It's been super fun. If you take, like, a sign pen and, you know, a decent notebook and give yourself five minutes, it's surprising what you can come up with. I mean, I, if I redid it, it would probably be much better. But there's nothing to be said for the permanence.
2: Have you been using your, your sign pen for this? or are you, are you going to do any in graphite Graphite? Uh,
0: no, so a friend of mine has an Instagram account, which you guys should check out, that's called Cruddy Graphite. And he posts a lot of um, pencil drawings, especially he likes the Mitsubishi um, handwriting pencil a lot. So he's been doing um, Inktober in a um, uh, sign pen, and he posted one recently about missing his pencils. But he, I should have written down what he said. He had a lot of interesting points about you know committing when you're writing and drawing in an ink and stuff like that. But it's still early in October, so if folks want to jump in, you can jump in. Before. I just,
1: I just participated and drew <laughs> an elephant with my, Instagram. with my micron <laughs> pen in my hand here. So, um.
0: so, you know, national library month is coming up next month. So triple sure we'll talk about that before then, but you know, get your little feet wet having to do something monthly.
1: A whistle right letter, whistle letter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Oh, the only other fresh point I can think of is my continual plugging for target pencils. They have some decent Halloween pencils and really cool little Halloween erasers. So if you have kids who even like pencils a little bit, you know, hit the they're called bullseye's playground now. They don't call it the dollar bins anymore because they're not a dollar. But yeah, I mean I don't get paid by Target. I swear.
2: <laughs> I, I uh, I'm looking at this picture that Chris sent me of you, um, and I see that you have a UV stick on your laptop.
0: Like what?
2: Is that that toucan?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you? I bought some pens from them once, and they didn't work, so I emailed them because I said to email them, and they sent me some stickers and temporary tattoos. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? And I just like, love the tattoos.
2: I was trying to figure out what that was, and I was like, oh, is that a Yubi sticker?
0: I mean, I'm going to publicly point out that I don't have a right notepad sticker on my computer because uh, huh? there are none. Yeah, we're I would uh, I would, I would wear, play one proudly on mine. Yeah, I'm trying to tell Chris that you're going to get right notepads tattooed.
1: No, no, no ink for me.
0: <laughs> and I don't know how they do it in other states, but in Maryland, if you have any alcohol, they will not tattoo you. Oh, really? Ah, oh. I'll touch it. i have to Although drive I've up, been there drive up to Pennsylvania. I don't fill out paperwork anymore at the tattoo parlor I go to. like, nah, we know you. So, <laughs> take you with me. They won't make you sign anything saying you weren't drinking. <laughs> I, I hate
1: to spoil the surprise for everyone, but Johnny does not look like he's under the age of 18.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... At least, at least you don't have to prove that you're you're not caffeinated in order to get a tattoo, or otherwise Johnny would still be waiting. Oh gosh! They make
0: me hold something, so my arms don't shake. It's,
2: it's a permanent <laughs> thing.
0: Grip this, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, I think the field notes were released first, so I put those first on the list. Technically, you know, they sent out their email and announcement mm-hmm. first. Yeah. So. You want to go first, Chris? I'll go first. I mean... Should
2: Should we do do a quick, like, introduction of what lunacy is? talk about this one. So, um,
0: the lunacy edition is the usual three-pack from Field Notes, where they took some black covers that are embossed on the back with the moon, and they have sort of an internal cover that's a full-color picture of the moon in the front. So they cut out a full moon, a half moon, a quarter moon in the front. So they're, like, die-cut black-covered notebooks with 60-pound paper with uh, the reticle grid, and it's like a light gray paper. So if you're a subscriber, you've got a fourth notebook, which is a New Moon, so it just doesn't have a cutout. And that one doesn't have a belly band. It's just got like a back card. So it's really different from the other stuff they've done. They've never done one that contains this much information, and also one that was 13 bucks a pack. So, yeah. What do you think of those, Mr. Chris.
1: I I can only go off of pictures that I've seen because, yeah, Johnny Johnny failed in in three three categories tonight. He <laughs> failed to bring beer. He failed to bring coffee, and he failed to bring the other two <laughs> quarterly editions for me to well, see be, in person.
0: There's no beer in my diaper bag where the other things are.
1: Yeah, um, but going off the pictures, I mean, they look really cool. Uh, what was the what was the paper that they used for the the oh, I don't know what paper inside. it was.
0: It's sort of like, it has the tooth that the DDC notebooks have, but it's a lot thicker.
1: I think, I think it, they use a Nina paper.
2: Yeah, they, um... Oh, I'm looking now. Uh, they have all their specifications online. Yeah, it's, um... The innards is... Dumtar Earth Gray, Earth Choice Gray 60-pound paper. With Moon okay. Dust Gray and Opus Text White 70-pound... Oh, that's the, that's the, I'm oh, sorry, the, like, the Moon Stock yeah, like the inside cover. Yeah, and then they oh. use they use Nina paper as the uh, the black cover. Yeah, Ep- epic black stipple. <laughs> epic black stipple.
0: Yeah, and black staples this time again. And, and now
1: the moon, the moon. So so you said that it's there's the die cut window showing the different phases. Yeah. Um, how is it printed? Is it glossy? Is it? It's pretty is glossy. It matte? So well,
0: the inside page is really thin. It's thinner than the paper or the cover. Is so it like glassine? I have no idea what that means. Like, like, no, no, I like. don't It's like tracing paper style paper? It's like twice as thick as the paper in the New Yorker.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. That's, that's, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it, an interesting mine, mine came way to describe all, it. Um, yeah. bent, the insides were bent up of mine, oddly. the, the covers weren't. I guess it was hard to, to bind these. Yeah, what's your take on these?
1: I think they look cool. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for black
2: notebooks, so I think they're fun. I, yeah, I, I like them a lot. I think, um, no, I probably should see if Chris is done talking before I go into it. Um, oh, no, go right ahead, Andy. I, I love the reticle graph that they use, which is the, um, oh, I know Unexposed and Night Sky also used it, but it's it's like a mm-hmm. dot grid, but with little... Uh, Plus signs instead. So there's just a little bit more semblance semblance of a like a full graph in there Um, So it has that which I love Um, I I guess I my only concern is what a few of the other field notes has in that, you know it has this like die-cut hole in the middle of the cover and I feel like that could snag pretty easily Um, so I'll be interested to know like in a month from now how How it still holds up like in somebody's pocket?
0: Yeah, I opened up the Full Moon one first with the biggest die cut, yeah. and I've been carrying it in my pocket for a couple of days to see if it would rip or fray. It's been okay so far. It's good, yeah. it's The paper is really f- stiff but flexible. Yeah. It feels, it feels like it's a pretty durable stock.
2: My, I think my mm, one of my top three favorite editions of Field Notes is the Night Sky edition, so this this seems like a really good um, kind of like next evolution of that. You know, Night Sky was more about like the constellations, and they had that kind of holographic constellation like seven yeah. back covers. That um, one was reticul- really cool. This this seems like a really good sort of like enhanced version of that. So I'm I'm all about that. And did
0: you guys watch the video where they did a fake moonscape yeah. of cement? that was funny. the whole time I'm thinking you can't breathe in that cement. That's really bad for you.
2: <laughs> they fake the moon landing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so I'm un- unrelated to pencils. Um, Fisher Space Pen is having their 50th anniversary. Hmm. So for my birthday, I wanted this new space pen. It was a bullet pen that has the, the phases of the moon engraved through the lacquer and into the brass. So it matches these notebooks really well.
1: That's a really cool-looking pen. Do you have it on you? No. Oh. He,
0: <laughs> he didn't he bring, didn't bring anything. anything. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> mean to bring that one, though, so <sighs> I didn't quite fail. surprised he remembered his glasses. <laughs> That's only because they were on my face. <laughs> Is that it?
2: So, So I guess my only... My only negative feedback is I really think that the name should have been Moonshot <laughs> instead of Lunacy, but Lunacy's fine.
0: Yeah. I would have liked moon Moonstruck.
2: Moonstruck. Moonstruck. They could too.
0: have. They could have done a share somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Lunacy makes for the it film. Lunacy's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a nod to Field So,
2: notes. so Maya, I was supposed to be getting them today, um, and then I just checked yesterday my like little little tracker and it said that it was going to be until next Tuesday before it comes because it got held up like in Utah. Man. Mine
0: were supposed to come from when they came two days
2: ago. Yeah. I feel like the, everything happening in Florida is just like affecting oh, just yeah. everything across everywhere.
0: That's the, that that um FedEx smart post, is that what it is? It's kind of Is like, that how is that people. how they're set? And then they hand it off to the USPS at some point. Yeah.
1: I actually ordered a pair of American-made New Balance shoes that were sent FedEx smart posts, and they went from Virginia to Tennessee to, <laughs> to like, one far point in Maryland to another far point in Maryland, and then finally arrived to me. Yeah. Out of season? Two days before it was scheduled to deliver. So I guess it's kind of a crapshoot dealing with yeah. shipping service.
0: Yeah. yeah, I thought this paper would really suck for pencil because when they did the um, Cold Horizon, they had the dyed paper's the pencil was hard to see. I feel like it smeared. That was a, a coated paper, too, wasn't it? Uh, I think so.
2: Yeah,
0: this one's got a nice tooth to it. Yeah. I still hate the reticle, though, because I feel like they should space it way they space the dot grid, but instead they space it where they space the regular grid. So it just looks like something's wrong with the paper. <laughs> I'm like, not a big fan of this yeah. format for paper. Charlotte was like, you know, over the moon. No pun intended. When they came, she's like, oh, I'd love to have a set of those. I think, damn kid, <laughs> Christmas is coming up.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so it's um, it's a little bit gray, isn't it, Johnny?
0: Yeah, it's nice if they put 60 Pound in there again, though, because they did that for Shenandoah and Snowblind, and we sort of thought that was going to be the norm, and it hasn't been.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, they did that for the last run of um, Pitch Black, too. which really made me think it was going to be a permanent thing. Yeah. Yeah, but so. the truth is nice. It, it uh, pencil shows up really nicely on there, and I did try a couple pens. The ink was pretty good.
2: Yeah, this should appeal to all those who thought that making a reporter's notepad is a little bit too like off format for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one sort of those things everybody hates it or loves it. But yeah, it like it's lately they'll probably do something so normal next time everybody'll get mad about that. <laughs> It'll just be like you know, a different logo color. Yeah. So you guys want to move on to the Blackwing yeah. volume 344? Do you want to describe this one, Andy?
2: Yeah, so um, so <laughs> so I so in our last episode, um, I sort of made an assertion. I was like, I'm pretty confident as to what this is going to be. I'm going to say right now that this is going to be the Frank Lloyd Wright edition. Um, we're not sure what 344 means because we knew at that point that that was going to be the number volume. volume. Uh, and like, fine, that's, that's fine. Frank Lloyd Wright was like, Sort of associated with blackman culture. I know that Charles has um, a poster of like Frank Lloyd Wright's pencil tray. There's a, big, a famous photograph that they turn into a poster. Uh, he has that. At least he used to have it in his office. Um, but I am actually super pleased to say that I'm completely wrong, uh, and I'm pleased because there is. Uh, it's a tribute to Dorothy Lang, who is a um, pretty pretty famous like Bay Area photographer. Uh, she took a lot of pictures of like. The Dust Bowl resettlement. She took pictures of um, when uh, the Japanese Americans uh, in the Bay Area were first forced to relocate to like an internment camp during World War II. Um, fantastic photographer. Um, I'm super excited that there's a woman featured on on the Blackwing volumes now. Um, we broke the streak of, streak of like dead white guys. Well, some okay. alive white guys, I guess. Um, Bob Dylan is like technically still alive. Quote, unquote.
1: <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe will forever live in
2: Baltimore. That's <laughs> true. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's super exciting. Um, I, so the pencil itself, I was trying to figure out what to make of it. And it took me a while before I, I realized and then also read that uh, this is what a Blackwing pencil looks like under the red uh, darkroom lights. So the, uh, the barrel itself is sort of this like dark maroonish mahogany color. Um, and then there is, the ferrule is red, and then the, uh, the stamp on the side of the barrel is red. And we think it probably has a 602 core. I've been using it, and it feels very 602-y. Um, so, aesthetically, it's not my favorite, but I, I, I like what they did. Like, I like the, um, execution of the, of the theme. Uh, what do you guys think of how it looks?
1: You, Al, you want me to start? I, I think it's I think it's terribly clever. Yeah, um, they really thought outside of the box as far as the design of it. Um, I definitely am going to buy a set of them. I, I think I think they're awesome. And like like what you touched on, you know, featuring a woman in a limited edition um, was a really really cool move. And yeah, you know, something that's probably been long overdue. Yeah,
2: um,
1: yeah. I, I mean, and Dorothy Lang
2: in general is just incredible in her work oh absolutely work
1: so absolutely yeah yeah i mean years i mean it's been years but um when uh when the tribune took over the baltimore sun tribune you know they would uh, i guess i guess at that time they acquired several newspapers and um they were liquidating all of their uh their stock images uh, from their archives and several of her original prints showed up on their ebay auctions and i was going after one of her famous prints and it just sold for an astronomical sum of money. So, yeah, I do not have one of her original prints in my collection. Um, but, you know, I, I come from a photography background in a past life. I was a music photographer and, you know, having spent time in a dark room, it was, uh, you know, it was something that definitely appealed to me. Um, so, I will definitely be adding these to the
2: arsenal. Yeah. Um, I really... I really think it's cool, um, Palomino. I think they're changing up their like corporate branding, the actual Palomino mm-hmm. branding itself. Um, so this pencil and some of the 602s are the first to try out a new uh, a new font where it says Palomino, and then instead of the little running horse, the Palomino horse, uh, there's like a little three um, like cedar trees on there, which is more closely related to Cal Cedar's logo. Um, Cal Cedar being sort of a parent company that also makes wooden slats that they sell to other pencil companies. Um, Palomino is like a like a brand within there and Blackwing is sort of like a brand of Palomino. It gets, gets confusing to drill down. But um yeah, I I like it a lot. I I I miss that little horse, but I like the I like the little retreats. I think it's it's a nice it's a nice tribute to Calcedar itself. Um Johnny, what do you think about how this looks and performs? Um, I think it's the most autumnly
0: colored pencil ever. <laughs> it is very you know,
2: autumnal.
0: <laughs> when you sharpen it, there's a nice um, underlay of red ink, which, I mean, I don't know how the layering works, but it's very, very pretty. And um, Oh, yeah, I see that. They, they rated the eraser now, too.
2: The erasers are dust-free, and they work a little better. And
0: Good. That's always been the weak weakness of the blackling, I think.
2: And this eraser is also supposed to be on the regular 602s anyway, right?
0: Yeah, going forward, they're going to put um dust-free erasers on all the black yeah. ones. Yeah.
2: They I think and, out of all of their racers, uh, the last black one was was still my favorite even though it's pretty dusty. Um but this one is even just even better.
0: Yeah and the um was gonna go with that. the new logo is tying in with their Centennial which comes out next year, which
2: is really cool. Oh yeah. One.
0: So we'll probably have Charles on who's the CEO sometime I want a, next year.
2: I want a okay. Charles Barrelsheimer themed black wing. <laughs>
0: That would be pretty cool. That's <laughs> some dark green on there. Yeah.
1: Screen print. Pretty. It'd probably be giant. His, his, his portrait oh, yeah. on the, uh, the feral. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some, you know, whenever there's a new edition that comes out, we have some, some discourse in the group about, you know, the execution of it and the conception of it. Um, I, I haven't really heard any, like, legitimate criticism I mean, it's something like it's a very like general photography theme though tributing a um, specific photographer within it um, I think that's completely fine I mean the John Muir pencil the 211 you know is kind of the standard natural wood like conservancy pencil um, paying tribute to like a specific person within it but yeah I, I, yeah, I like I, this execution much better than I liked like the 1138 for example um and even, I wasn't a big fan of the 725, though. Like, I don't really care about guitars, so that, that's probably it. Yeah,
0: the, um, there there was a lot of, or not a lot of, there was a little bit of suggestion that they just tagged a woman on at the end when they were all going to do photography, but talking to Charles, that was something that was playing the whole time.
2: Yeah. it's. So
0: I wonder, you know, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this in the podcast, but there was a lot of flap when some of us
2: brought up that all the Black Wings
0: were dedicated to white men. Yeah. And they'd already planned a woman, so that could be why they stayed
2: out of it. Yeah, there's there's no way they could have, like, pivoted on this edition by the time we were talking about it last time, so I... Oh, oh.
0: Okay. sorry.
2: What's that?
0: We, we didn't talk about the subscriber extra.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's... I have not even begun to try to cut it out, but... <laughs> uh, the subscriber extra features this paper craft um, uh, what is it called a pinhole camera and so you can cut it out and just make your own pinhole camera um, have, you, have you tried to do that to yourself Johnny
0: I have not but <laughs> um, they said that they put the PDF online so that folks can try it so yeah. I'm going to try it with a crappy papered one before I try the nice looking one that they printed yeah yeah. I have some extra card stock here if you want. <laughs>
1: you want to use some card stock? I have a couple, couple pages Just I can spare. It and try it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, thirty-five millimeter film on hand. Ah,
1: sure that could be a little, little, little more challenging. We
0: we actually may have. We got, got a good hand hand Walgreens of to Walgreens, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Good <laughs> end of <laughs> the Walgreens. So, Chris and I discussed during the entire episode in Baltimoreese, but folks might not understand.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Plus, nobody's... <laughs> it's not the greatest dialect this country is known for. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: Well, if you if you yeah. want me to, um, I I have already caught myself listening, having listened to like old episodes where I live in Indiana. I've already caught myself ending my sentences with upward inflections, like this, <laughs> 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 and I don't mean to. <laughs> so I've I've so far managed to uh, to avoid the whole yeah kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, the few episodes I've listened to, I don't cover up my Baltimore accent <laughs> as well as I think I do.
2: <laughs> I can't even I can't really reproduce like. In my head, Baltimore is not in the South, and I guess. Oh yeah, we
0: we're we're not far from Federal Hill, which is the hill on which the federal troops trained cannons on Baltimore during the Civil War.
2: Okay. Yeah, like we
0: had, that's why they're called Mob Town. We had a lot of riots. <laughs> Proud history of riots It goes that's, back under. 50 <laughs> years. I was going to say Nikos it's, not it's a, just a new as, thing. As far
2: as just like this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Charm um, City, go Baltimore! Yeah. Go Ravens. So, uh, so yeah, I the concept the concept is really cool. I I love the tribute, um, Johnny. You mentioned it does kind of tie in with Steinbeck a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. The by mentioning that particular photograph, I sort of tied it in with the Depression era. Yeah. So I brought Steinbeck right to mind for me from two was it two issues ago, two volumes ago, twenty
2: four. Yeah.
0: Which I didn't appreciate at the time, but now I appreciate it a lot more.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not. It's not my like, th- like thing aesthetically, but I I appreciate just the execution of it. Um, I really love that they've um, they've like anodized this ferrule or somehow colored it because I see a world of possibilities of like gorgeous other colored ferrules.
0: Yeah, if you take out the eraser, the inside is red too. Oh wow, mm-hmm. it's impressive.
2: So they they must have just anodized the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. My wife was eyeing them up, so I think I have to get a second dozen because I think I'm probably going to lose mine.
2: Well, so um, they initially sent uh, sent them to my uh, to my old address, even though online I changed it to my new address. Um, but Alexander, who's amazing, he's the brand manager at Palomino. Um, he sent me uh, another another set to my new address, which just made it. And so I'm actually getting. I think the other one is being forwarded here sometime this weekend. So I'm I'm trying to decide if I should keep it and then send him thirty bucks, or if I should. You know, send it back. And I think I'm going to keep it because this is
0: a really great addition. That happened to me with the 211, and they went back, and I really regret that I didn't just lie and keep (laughs) it. No, (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Now they're going for like 120 bucks. Yeah. I just keep them,
2: they're nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um, anything else we should mention about the 344s? Oh, what does the 344 stand for? That is. It's the
0: um, archive box where a lot of her photographs are kept at the Library of Congress. Okay. The call number for the box in which a bunch of her more famous prints are
2: stored.
0: Cool. We could go down there from Baltimore. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So, for the right notepads, I think it would be fair if Chris Kawas' opinion, but this would be a good (laughs) chance for him to (laughs) give us a little bit of the history because this is like a really, really involved issue. It's not just a color, like, some of the older field notes where it's like a really, really big deal.
2: Yeah, Chris, I want to hear everything from, like, how you thought of it to, like, how you executed it.
1: Oh, boy, where to begin? It it actually, it was like a happy little accident as I'm staring at my Bob Ross mural. It's called the Royal Blue, so it features arguably um, the most famous rail line uh, that was ever in the B&O arsenal. Uh, the Royal Blue, which uh, traveled from D.C. to Jersey City. Um, What was really unique about this train is that it was just the epitome of first-class luxurious travel. And, um, you know, basically it would make stops in, um, I want to say, Baltimore at um, uh, the um, Mount Royal Station, which had been decommissioned in the late 50s. Um, And then... um, and then uh, it would stop in Philadelphia, and then it would travel up to Jersey City um, because they they couldn't get the train into New York because of uh, a, a rail line dispute. The one one rail company owned the tracks in New York, and the B and O did not have access to that. So what they would do is they would um, they would offload the passengers and the luggage in Jersey City, and they would load them onto a luxurious bus that would then ferry them to Manhattan. And it would take them to their hotels or homes, and it would be door to door service with their luggage. I mean, it, it just it just exuded, uh, you know, just prestige and and affluence and um, and the rail line itself, uh, the Royal Blue. It was in commission from eighteen nineties uh, all the way up into nineteen fifty eight, um, and some of the famous passengers. Uh, FDR, while he was president, was a frequent traveler. Um, heading back up to New York. Um, and then Queen Elizabeth II took the train in 1957, which was a very historic occurrence where she traveled from Washington, D.C. to, to New York uh, on the line. Um, and how it all came about, I'm, we had been thinking about doing a train-related book for quite some time. Um, I'll be completely honest, I'm I've loved trains my entire life. I am by no means uh, the most educated on all the the famous lines that had traveled. Um, but, you know, being from Baltimore and uh, always having worked in the city, I mean, it's it's really hard to miss the rotunda at, uh, at um, you know, the B&O Museum, which was the original roundhouse that they have since turned into a museum. and. I want to say that it currently houses the world's largest collection of steam engines. Uh, so people do travel from around the world uh, to really take a, take a look at their collection. Um, and, and it's really funny. So, so um, we, um, we were introduced to the executive director, director of the, uh, the BNO museum. And, um, you know, he big fan of our notebooks and obviously we're a big fan of, History and and the rail line and anything to do with Baltimore, and um, he was super helpful in making sure that everything maintained continuity. Everything was historically accurate. Um, so we have inked a three year exclusive with the B O. And um, this is the first of many train-related notebooks that are to come in a variety of sizes and styles. And this is just one that, you know, it, it, it fits with fall to us because, you know, I mean, heck, even before we released this, you know, I would always say, you know, train travel is synonymous with the, you know, foliage of fall and, you know, traveling the rails across country. So, you know, it... it You get to see the country and, and, you know, the the beauty of nature uh, via the rails in a totally different way than you would being stuck in this god-awful traffic in this wonderful Baltimore corridor. Um, So, yeah, we're really, really, really proud of this release. Um, You know, again, going back to keeping everything aesthetically accurate, we went with a really dull, muted metallic gold and, of course, the royal blue um, color of the train and um we wanted it to feel like something that literally if you were riding this rail line in the 20s you would reach in the back pocket and this is what you would find uh, so definitely styled it to to have that nostalgia uh, going on for it so um we also we also did release for members a uh, a pencil that is a royal blue stamped royal blue um of course with the left-handed imprint um To this day, I think, you know, even, uh, I I don't know how many pencils we're going to have to order, and Musgrave produces all of her pencils. Um, Each and every time I get the email, like clockwork, you realize the imprint is left-handed. I said, yes, it's intentional. (laughs) Um, So, members will receive three pencils uh, along with their notebooks, and uh, Mr. Gamber already let the cat out of the bag as far as the... The fun tchotchke that we included with this, which is right. a uh, a train patch. Ooh. So, I, I think I touched on everything. I don't know. I probably did you missed mention something. the pencils
0: round this time? I'm sorry. Did you mention the pencils round?
1: Oh, the pencils round. Yeah, it's it round with like a uh, like kind of like a matte gloss lacquer. It's not like super shiny. And um, we wound up going with um, sort of a muted gold. We didn't want it to be like super super vibrant. Because um, it kind of actually matches the ferrule like incredibly well. Yeah. So it's a gold ferrule and a white eraser, dust free.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just beautiful. I can't wait to try it out. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the the ruling? Oh yeah. So
1: so we wound up going with lined paper, back to back editions, and the reason for this is that it's better. we, <laughs> you know, it, it's not always about what we want. It's what People want, and you know, it was it was sort of unanimous that a majority of the people that purchase our products and the memberships, um, they have a preference for lined paper. So uh, we figured, why not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you talk about this? The color of the cover. Because it's kind of perfect. It's a a royal blue. Yeah, the royal royal blue line's color isn't really royal blue. It's a little darker. Yeah. It's like just shy of navy.
1: It was really, really tricky picking the correct blue. Literally, it was us going to the museum and pulling up, oh my gosh, I can't even count how many photographs of like models of this thing because, you know, depending on the years and stuff... Uh, you know, obviously, color photography from 1890 to 1958 wasn't exactly the most accurate as far as color calibration is concerned. Um, so <laughs> it was it was literally a hands on task of taking my, my Pantone swatch book and finding the color that matches it best.
0: Yeah. So, write um, notepads, pocket notebooks, always come in a box, which is really cool. I appreciate that. So the box is gold with blue. The the notebooks are blue with gold. Correct. So what's the story with this gold that's kind of perfect? Uh, well, you know,
1: it, again, going back to uh, Courtney, the executive director of the B&O, um, he was incredibly helpful in m- making sure that we maintain continuity um, as far as the logos that we used, the um, the artwork that was used. Um, it all fit a certain period. Um, you know, initially when we were throwing around the ideas, you know, he called me out on well you can 't use that b o logo because because that one 's from the 50s and this needs to be the one from the 20s, so just remove that and enlarge that, and you 're good to go <laughs> um, so so that 's what we did and and you know his his, uh, his opinion was 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 really uh, was what what mattered most in this because um, he he is the b o museum and, and he's you know he, he was really incredibly pleased with the way these turned out. Um, so the colors of, of the royal blue were this particular blue and and gold, um, which wasn't like a bright, shiny, like, uh, you know, blast-you-in-the-face gold. It has that muted sort of feel going on for it. Um, so that's why we decided to go with the boxes in gold and the, the notebooks in, in blue. Um, and inside, um, you'll see that it continues. So as you open the box, um, you can see that there's a repeating pattern of one of the famous... Logos that they used for the Royal Blue line that um, it says Philadelphia and Reading Railroad, Baltimore, Ohio Railroad, Royal Blue Central Railroad in New Jersey. So it, it basically just ties in all the lines that, that were connected in its journey from Washington, D.C. to Jersey City. That's awesome.
2: We, um, I feel like there's a lot of pencil fans who cross over with train fans a lot. Uh, Cody Williams is a big example. He's a member of the group um, and he's been on the show before. So, yeah, um, you know, you have your, your baseball fans, and you have your train fans, and your, your pencil fans, and there's a huge crossover there, I think. Yeah, my son <laughs> so, likes
0: all things trains and all things blue, so he, like, completely lost it.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> those were the words I used when we were recording, like, he, like, really lost it. It's funny. <laughs> the first time he's actually gotten excited over station.
1: That's that's a good thing. Aside
0: from pencils that have trains on them that Cody brought back from Japan. But <laughs> <laughs> that, That's a good one.
2: Yeah, these are... It. Go ahead. And some of the early, early reviews, like, uh, I feel like Johnny is the one who kind of broke the news in, in the Field Notes group and in the Pencil group. Um, yeah, some of the early re- reviews were like, you know, I love Field Notes, but lately, you know, Write Notepads has really been killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, I think these are amazing. Like, such a good Baltimore tie-in and just a really good, like, aesthetic tie-in.
0: Yeah, if anybody is... You know, thinking of a trip to the Mid Atlantic, it's worth coming here just to go to the BNO Museum. It's really that cool.
1: Yeah, what's fun about the museum is uh, Johnny and I were talking prior to recording um, how actually it, it's 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 a pretty hands on experience at the museum. Literally, you you can get inches away from these monstrous steam locomotives. Yeah,
0: there are a few that let you get in.
1: Yeah, yeah, some it's some awesome. you can get in, and in fact, um, as part of the museum. They have, um, they own the original two miles, the first two miles of railroad track ever laid in this country, that crosses over the um, the viaduct that is the oldest viaduct for obviously for train travel. Um, so you actually get to take a trip on this line that crosses possibly, arguably, the two most historic miles of rail in the country.
0: So thing that sucks is so they don't have good food. <laughs> but they do have a really
1: nice gift but Holland's market is right up the street it's true.
0: and they're Chucky's chicken it's the, the best. the Bo railroad pencils are engraved with fire through the paint so oh, they're like really? actually like pretty decent pencils
1: oh cool yeah they're cool
0: <laughs> they don't I mean, they don't have the, the color change thing they're just like regular colors That's a gold steel feral feral. and a magic eraser <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't have a small collection of them <laughs> yeah cool. so and you don't have yours yet. I do not. So, uh... these notebooks have a smell. They have a smell? Yeah, they smell like ink and paper when you open them. It's really nice smell. Oh. I mean, it's gone away, largely. Plus, I'm having a cold. Uh,
1: it is so some them, serious, heavy heavy coverage of ink on both the box and the yeah. notebooks. And literally, when I went down to press check them, uh, I left the sheets because they were still wet in the uh, the back of my car. And as i opened the door the next morning <laughs> to come into the office it, it was so strong it's a good uh, smell though i like the smell yeah it is I, I mean i i've grown up around it so it's it's just kind of the norm for me
0: hey you guys have like the perfectly spaced lines in your books like if you always use lines that would be fine okay <laughs> duly noted yeah
1: they're they're gorgeous i can't wait to try them out hopefully fingers crossed yours should arrive Tomorrow or Monday.
0: I usually get my Black Wings late. I, they shipped the uh, East Coast ones quick. Yeah. This time. I was very happy. I got them on Instagram first and also these first. I like opened them, went on the balcony, took pictures, and then came down here. Yeah.
1: I should have intentionally held back yeah. Gamber's order well, didn't <laughs> so he wouldn't the be I the first to reveal. Call? I was totally thinking about that. I'm yeah. like I'm like <laughs> Don't this 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 Homer can't get him first again and then spoil it for him. just body. <laughs> body, <but laughs> He literally just like picked the
0: lock on the back door and came to <laughs> take a peek. <laughs> he leaves the front door unlocked. <laughs> so yeah, these will be in stores pretty soon. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah, when, when are the, when's the announcement coming out? We're recording on a Friday, so it might be out before this is out. Oh, t- uh,
1: tomorrow. They'll be made available for people to purchase on awesome. the website.
0: so by, by the time you hear this, you could buy them already. At, exactly. Right RightPads.com. Pads.com. Awesome. And we'll have links to all this stuff in the
2: show notes. So, Chris, do you have any, and if you do, maybe you don't want to say, um, do you have any like little special different paper stocks or alternates that you are offering in here for people to discuss?
1: N- not yet. Um, for the Royal blue, um, because the addition size is going to be larger than any that we've done before. Yeah. Um, y- you know, in addition to the sales channels being our stores that we've dealt with and our own online store, um, you know, these will be stocked at the B and O museum and, um, you know, uh, them being an affiliate of the Smithsonian, you know, we're, we're working that channel as well. So, um, but as far as like a little, an Easter egg, there was no Easter egg in this one, but if we, you know, we can't do it every time cause then it's expected, but, <laughs> but you know, um, but there will definitely be far more of those to come in the future. And, um,
2: are you still chock full of ideas for future quarterly editions?
1: Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean, we are literally the day these things got put into boxes, it was, Back to the drawing board to figure out the winter release. Which, Polar Express
0: edition? Yeah, no,
1: no. We're not, <laughs> I told you we're not going to do back-to-back trains. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think this one uh, this one will be fun. You know, we're we're cooking with ideas right now, and and people I think people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, these are um, yeah we've got some other cool products coming out too in the very yeah, very near f- future. F- but, yeah. Gets, so. Oh yeah, that's right. The pocket flipbooks.
2: So. Yeah. The little guys. Yeah, can you talk about those for us 200. a little bit? I've I've seen pictures of it, but I don't actually think we've even talked about it on the show yet.
1: Um yeah, they're they're actually it was sort of like uh we were playing around with some dead stock notebooks that we had bound that you know they didn't hack it in the quality control department. So so literally one day I come in and my dad's like, hey, you know what? I uh I um <laughs> sorry, Johnny just handed me a note here. <laughs> um, I mean, he was like, he was like, Hey, I want you to take a look at this. So I go over to the big massive guillotine cutter and he's like, he he took one of the notebooks and he, he hacked it in half. And I'm like, "Yeah, you might be onto something here. It was just a little wonky. It was like, it, it wasn't like a cool, it was like a little too wide. So I was like, let's do this. Let's make it two and a quarter by the three and three quarters. And, um, you know we just we wound up doing it to a couple of them and threw them in our pockets and checked out how they were and you know what we wound up doing for these is they're all plain paper and they're all perforated. so the idea behind that is for people to you know tote this along, whether it be in their pocket bag um, car console wherever, mm-hmm. and um always have a means to jot a quick note, tear it out if they want and uh and pass it along, you know sort of encouraging people to continue to take. Pencil to paper. Um, yeah, so, th- so when we, we did, so we wound up doing a run of them and then just throwing them in, in orders and, you know, just to see what people thought of them. And um, then we just decided, here, we're going to pick three colors and, you know, create a matching box. And we went with the bubblegum pink, the sky blue, and the black, of course. Um, all letterpress boxes yeah. and covers and all sorts of fun.
0: I bought all them. <laughs> he did. Johnny Cameron <laughs> did the buy festival. all three because my kids like pink and blue, so the black ones are for daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, the colors look even cooler than the white colors. I mean, the colored cover stock looks better than the white cover stock, which already looked cool, especially with the oyster. Oh yeah, we had it. Oh, the oyster was. Oh, Chuck, I oyster That's <laughs> yes, right. That's right. <laughs> Tis the season. We got we got some oyster fest coming up here in Baltimore soon. So it's <laughs> gonna be awesome. Cool. So these will be for sale at the B and O Railroad Museum
1: and mm-hmm. possibly the Smithsonian's. Yeah, town. and and I think uh, you know because the B and O has several museums, so yeah,
2: this one there's one in Ellicott City,
1: one in Ellicott City, and then also they are affiliated with the one in Harper's Ferry as well.
2: So, so nice. all all three of oh, the editions um, that we talked about today are are similar in that they are quarter quarterly releases, and they are about a hundred dollars. They come out once every, well, if it's quarterly, then three months. <laughs> um, but I know um, Bright Notepads is more of a membership than it is a subscription. Um, so there's other mm-hmm. there's other benefits to you to you as a subscriber to a member as well as like just getting these releases, right, Chris? That's correct. Yeah.
1: So. Um, out of the three that we released, the only edition that we, we made pencils available for sale was the first one. And that was Lillenor. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that we won't do that in the future, but you know, it was just one of those things where we made it a little more exclusive. Uh, so members get the pencils. They also get a, a little, little tchotchke. This happened to be a patch. And then, um. We initially started with membership cards, and it was just like everybody does a membership card, and like just you know combing the internet um, looking for the most random American-made things, stumbled upon like old-school hotel room, motel room <laughs> key fobs, and I'm like, this is it, and uh, they're made <laughs> like a, I think they're made somewhere in Indiana. And what I love most about the company that dealing with them, they were they're super nice people. Um, is that, uh, you know, when I finally, they gave me the parameters for, for laying it out and all that stuff. And, um, he comes back to me and he says, well, I can't guarantee this because the font used and the sizing, it's completely at the discretion of the man operating the stamping press. I'm like, that is so badass that this guy's telling me if he has a bad day, he's going to put like comic sans on this goddamn thing. So it's like, it's, but it, but it, it all turned out really well in the end. Yeah, I keep um, mine on
0: my diaper bag. Yeah, nice. One that I forgot. Yeah, when they, when they showed up, they showed up in a blank envelope with no return address.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sure <laughs> the
1: post office <laughs> loved that one. <laughs> cool. uh, oh, and, and for all the international members, um, don't think we forgot about you. They're included with this installment. So, oh, yeah, out. it's in there. And new members as well. It's in there also.
0: It's Cool. Is there anything else you want to tell folks about this particularly awesome edition?
1: Um, I think I touched on everything. Um, you know, I, by the time this this airs, uh, people will have had them in their hands yeah. and for so, the people using them.
0: So you mentioned something about different size notebooks. Yes, you're going to let it go at that? No, yeah, I mean,
1: listening? I mean, yeah, we've got something coming like incredibly soon. By incredibly soon, meaning we're playing around with the first prototypes. Uh, early next week and um, they'll be made available for sale soon thereafter. Um, but it's going to be a PUR journal notebook that is five and a half, eight and a half. That's P-U-R. PUR. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I nerded out there for a moment. Uh, okay, cool. the perfect bound. So, Oh, yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah, so PUR is the type of glue that we use. It's just, it's far more flexible <laughs> and pure. durable and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's pure.
0: <laughs> it's real
1: stuff huh? air yeah, It's some real stuff. <laughs> um so that's, that's coming. Awesome. That's coming. Um You gotta get
0: those out in time for uh, National Novel Writing Month. Oh yeah? That'll be perfect.
1: There that's we go. Awesome. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done deal. I I think uh that's it. That's all that's all I've got on the cool. desk right now. But you know, knowing knowing me and the right notepads crew, there'll be plenty more crazy ideas yeah. coming down the line.
0: Awesome. So, we didn't talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> so, Chris, you want to tell folks where they could find you and your wonderful business online? Uh, yeah,
1: so, our website's rightpads.com and our social media handles, if you will, is at rightpads. And, and you otherwise, Snapchat, you can now? find me at, oh yeah, Snapchat is rightpads too. I I'll, I'll be honest, I know like nothing at all about snapchat so <laughs> i was just i was like I, I saw like this goofy ghost icon and i'm like what the hell is that but uh I, i'm starting to uh slowly get up to snuff with with the new social the, the new <laughs> posh social media uh, outlets um so yeah that's where you can find us or at like a local
2: baltimore watering <laughs> hole drinking some blackwing lager Yeah, blackwing lager
0: yeah <laughs> if i ever remember to bring it so Andy, cool. where can folks find you online
2: um, I am at uh, woodclinched.com, uh, or on Twitter at at A. Wealthly, or if you just want to see pencil stuff, at woodclinched. How about you, Johnny?
0: I am at pencilrevolution.com, on Instagram at my name, and on Twitter at pencilution. This has been episode 61 of the Erasable Podcast. Thank you for joining us to our well, into our second half of 100, which is really awesome. You can check out our website at Erasable.us. This episode will be at Erasable.us slash 61. You can also find us on iTunes. If you want to recommend us on there and Overcast, that would be super helpful to us, you know, making our millions of dollars with more listeners. Millions. Um, we have a Facebook page, which is our sort of official um, broadcast arm, which is Facebook.com slash podcast. And we have the biggest group of pencilers on the internet at Facebook.com slash groups slash erasable, where we have like literally global twenty four seven pencil talk. It's unbelievable. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.
2: The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.